0: Love,
1: Hope, Radio. We want to welcome everyone once again to the RF Sports Radio Show. I'm your host, RF. Uh, it is November 9, 2010. It's 9.30 p.m. Coming to you live from the heart of Crisis Central right here in Dallas, Texas, where uh, we've been talking a lot about firing Wade Phillips, who's going to take over And now, we finally get to do a show where Wade Phillips is not the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys. So I expect this to be one of our biggest shows, one of our best shows. Uh, we have some special guests coming on to the show tonight as well. We got Casey Miller from 1310. Uh, the ticket here in town is going to come on give his thoughts about the whole Dallas Cowboys and, uh, of course, what's going on the Metroplex as well. Uh, so we got so much to cover. We're going to talk about why Wade got fired. We're going to talk about what Jason Garrett has to do to keep his job. And if this is really going to make any kind of change, what change we expect to see uh, from the Cowboys as well, too. We'll be joined later in the program from Gordon Jackson from the Dallas Weekly. Uh, he's been covering the Cowboys for a long, long time. He's seen several coaching changes uh, within the organization. I wanted to get his thoughts on what he thinks about this coaching change, the first coaching change in Cowboys history uh, in the middle of the season. So it has got to be something major. Uh, they lose on Sunday night, they get embarrassed, forty five to seven. They're one and seven. Jerry go ahead he does go ahead and pull the trigger on Monday, uh Fires Wade Phillips Monday, uh early afternoon. We get a brand new interim head coach of Jason Garrett. So we've got so much stuff to talk about. If you guys are listening live, as you know, you can always join the show, give us a call, give us your thoughts, wanna give you a chance to call in, an event, or get whatever off your chest about Wade or whatever off your chest about Jason Garrett. Or the players that you saw quit on Sunday night. We're going to talk a lot about that too. Uh, my calling number is the same as always 323 927 2906. That's 323 927 2906. Of course, you can send your questions in by Twitter at RF Sports Radio. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter as well too. So, without further ado, let's get the show started. Definitely. I want to bring in one person that's been saying the Cowboys need to change for a long time on this show. And of course, this is my co host. Royce, now Royce, now just tell me, Royce, are you having a, a, a party now that Wade Phillips is not the not the head coach anymore?
2: Right, what I think has finally happened is the dark cloud hanging over Bradley Ranch has finally been removed. So maybe they get some sunshine over there. But it's been a weird week if you've been a Cowboy fan. Uh, I've been saying all along something has to go. Uh, Jerry was really between a rock and a hard place. You know, he still had the field seat to that stadium. And, man, nobody wants to come see people lose. Mm -hmm. And, uh, well, it's been really weird Uh, for you to be a Cowboy fan. Uh, Thank God I'm not. So it's interesting (laughs) to know what Cowboy fans out there think. I've said this all along, even from the get-go. And the expectation was so high for this team. You know, and everybody thought they were really rated number one coming into the season. You know, expectation was so high. And to be such a big disappointment, you know, it was let down for the fans, uh, for the uh, the analysts that predicted them to be the best team, and
3: right.
1: you, the fans Jerry, and everybody, you know. So it's really weird.
2: You know, I like to hear from them cowboy fans. I like to know
1: what they think. Oh, we're right? gonna have a, we're gonna hear from a lot of them. This should be a very very busy show. And, and tonight's uh, Facebook question, a question for all the calls on the show is: uh, Now that Jason Garrett is the new head coach, what does he have to do in these last eight games to remain the head coach going into the next season? Uh, so we're gonna. That's our question for tonight. If you guys want to answer in, you can follow us on Twitter. Our chat room is open as well at BlogTalkRadio.com slash R F Sports or of course you can always call in at 323 927 two nine oh six. Now Ross now we talked about this for several several weeks about uh what's gonna happen and when does Wade get when Wade get fired. We thought they get fired after they lost three games. Or four games. Right. Five games. Now they now they've lost seven games. So let's talk a little bit about what happened on Sunday. What did you see on Sunday? Uh that you know that we have I mean I guess we've seen the same thing against against the Jaguars, really. They
2: just gave up, right? Right, they just
1: gave up. And, you know, just to go back a minute, just to show
2: you how weird it is, I always thought Jason Garrett was the head coach. You know, he hired his first. That, that's yeah. unusual, too. So that was unusual to start. to even start out with hiring an offensive coordinator before you hire a head coach. So, and basically, in essence, I think he, Jason Garrett was the head coach. You know, and, and eventually in the end, it came out to be what, Wade Phillips was on did defense. He wasn't really the coach of both offense and defense. He was just defense coach. Yeah. So all along, Way Phillips to me has been you know wasn't in charge anyway. And what I saw this weekend was a just a, a, a it was a whooping. I mean, it was like the NFL against a high school team. I mean, it was just a I saw no. I only saw one guy playing of Des Bryant. He always plays. But like his rest of them Give Up they didn't finish tackles it was like you know, they 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 knew they were getting beaten and they didn't even try to give it a chance. I don't know. it was just really weird. It was pathetic,
1: to be honest yeah. with you. I think everyone yeah, what you think? To see a lot more I think everyone expected to see a lot more pride out of the players number one. I mean Fine. and the whole the whole broadcast and me and um uh, Casey Miller was talking about this today, but the whole broadcast was sitting around. I mean, how bad the Cowboys were. I mean, they highlighted everything from Jason oh, Witten yeah. bitching the block to Mike Jenkins right. not yeah, not trying to tackle the guy, keep him from the end zone. I mean, they highlighted almost every single thing about the Cowboys. What was wrong? And pinpointed to 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 the world. You know how this team was basically quit uh, on the not just on their coach, but on themselves. And I thought was really telling sign. I thought Jerry was really kind of hit rock bottom himself because he had to look around and say, well, look, these guys are not even trying. And he even said in his comments after the game uh, that he felt like, you know, it it wasn't just someone had to be held accountable, not just coaches but players as well too. And we're going to talk about that a little bit deeper later because I feel like Jerry could have been a lot more uh, telling on the players also too because he really didn't mention, uh, any players by name, which he probably should do at this point. So we'll talk a lot about right. what Jared's comments were to the team, how the team reacted, and now that Jason Garrett is the, the new head coach, what do you guys expect Jason Garrett, and what does he need to do uh, in order to keep his job uh, next season? Now one thing I did do, Royce, is I sat down and analyzed this a little bit. I came up with ten reasons why I think that uh, Wade Phillips got fired. Okay. We'll get into this okay. real quick before
4: we bring everybody on. Uh, I, I, I only on.
2: know
1: one. I know one. <laughs> if you don't win, you get fired. That, that's well, a try I mean, that's, to that, yeah. That's huge. That's, that's, a, that's the big that's thing. Right. I mean, a, you got to win that's in right. the NFL. But Wade right. has yeah. wins. Yeah. He has wins. So I think it's more than just that's that. Right. Let me give you All my right. ten reasons real quick why I think Wade okay. was fired. And, of course, you guys can call in and comment. Of course, the number, again, is 323-927-2906. That's 323-927-2906. And uh, this is no no particular order. Uh, There's there's ten flat-out reasons why he got fired. My first reason why he got fired is because, number one, and you said this, he is the defensive coordinator, period. And the defense is terrible. The defense is terrible. You're giving up points. You're giving up 45 points to Green Bay, a team that didn't score a touchdown the week before. You're giving up 38 points to the Jacksonville Jaguars. I mean, the defense is terrible. defense sucks. I mean, there's no other way to put it. The defense is terrible, right. terrible. And if right. you're the defensive coordinator, you get fired. If any other defensive coordinator or any other team right. defense right. perform like that, they'd be fired. Period. Yeah, that's did one of the main you really reasons really why he got head, fired. you agree he really wasn't a head coach? I did. Well, at this well point that he, he, held, he held the title of head coach, but so right. he, he was the defensive coordinator. That was one of the okay. main reasons why he got okay. fired. And even Jerry felt okay. like that, too. He mentioned in his press conference how uh, right, the defense, defense, with the defense playing the way it was, it undermined him being the head coach because right. the defense was, was terrible. So I think that was one right. of the main reasons. And they're ranked 31st in the league right now for points allowed. On the defense, right. I mean, uh, the defense that had a bunch of pro bowlers the last two seasons. And for that reason alone, I think that's one of the main reasons he got fired. Another reason I saw was that the team overall did not improve or at least stay the same from the season before. I mean, you huh. saw no improvement for this team. And that's that's a, that's a real indictment of the head coach. That improvement right. has to be done in the offseason. That improvement has to be done during training camp. In the draft. Practice, in the draft. Right. In the draft. You know, but the thing right. is, that they didn't even stay the same, Royce. I mean, it's one no, thing to is. say, well, you know, we may not improve, but at least we're the same team that we were
2: right. last season. They're right. not even the same they, team. They're not. They're not. Right. They're not even
1: the same team. So for that reason alone, I got to, I got to call way out on that one. Now another point I wanted to mention is you said that you had to win games. Now his record is one and seven this season. One and seven gets you fired in the NFL for a team that has this right. much talent. That's going to get you fired right. in a point blank period. So for that reason alone, I to say that. Exactly. And
2: expectations, right.
1: Another reason, like you said, is the expectations. And the biggest expectation is the fact that the Super Bowl is in Dallas this year. Right. That's a huge right. expectation right there. I mean, right. that, you got right. that hanging over your head that you're supposed to be the first team to have a legitimate chance to host the Super Bowl in your home stadium. I mean, for that reason mm-hmm. alone, that pressure right there had to contribute to way of getting fired because Jerry had to look around and say, well, look, I built this $1.2 billion stadium. I'm hosting right. the Super Bowl. And not only are we 6-6 six and six in this home stadium, and Wade has been the only head coach to coach in this home stadium, but they're 6-6, six six, don't even have a winning record at home. They got the Super Bowl being hosted at this year, and they're going to be nowhere near the Super Bowl. Yeah,
0: nowhere and
2: that's near the true. Super Bowl. And, and that's true. And you know what? Uh, Gary had to do something because he had to send a message not only to coaching staff, but to the players, because the, the, their representation of him on the field was just awful. You know what I mean? It was just, even the game they could have won, they just couldn't do it. And I can't put all the blame on Wade Phillips. I got to put some of the blame on Jason Garrett, because the defense spent more time on the field. Uh, the offense, you know, not the time they had to try to bail, because the offense didn't bail them out on any of those games, if you think about it. You know, it was always turnover, penalties, and they was not all on defense. A lot of them were on offense, too. And then another thing about uh, Jerry and the Cowboys, these guys are locked up, you know, in these big long-term contracts, and it seemed like there's no leadership on the team. It's like, you know, they get comfortable in their roles. Take Miles Austin. You know, look at the big change from last year to this year. He got the big contract. And I don't think his mind is even on put, I mean, he just – I saw some glimpses of some good plays. But did uh, the drive? Like, you know, he was like Dez Bryant was this year. You know, last year he was like that. I don't see that. Right. You know, Roy Williams improved somewhat. They got on page. But they didn't make any changes on defense. You know, they hadn't had a defensive back since they went to the Super Bowl. You know, our safety. A good safety system. Which they had Roy Williams. They end up getting rid of him. But mm. they didn't improve. They got pass rushing, but they didn't do anything for the defensive
1: backs. Well, the pass you know. rushing hasn't been there this season. Either. No, they not like been the there either. Right, right, so right, They have been there. Right. That's why I said the defense right. was got to be one of the biggest causes for him getting fired. Uh, let me right. welcome and someone on the program. Line? Right, and the offensive line, too. Let me welcome someone on the program real quick. Uh special guest we have on the show, this is uh, Casey Millen from 1310, uh, Sports Radio okay, 1310, the ticket. I want to welcome him on to the show. Now, he's had a chance to go to Valley Ranch, uh, see some of the players, uh, be in the press conference. So I want to get his opinion real quick. So let's welcome him on the show for the first time. Uh, Casey, are you there? Can you hear me? I'm here. I can hear you guys. How's it going, Royce, RF? You guys doing That's all right
3: tonight?
1: Guys. Good, good, good man. fine, man. I'm glad I'm glad, I, on the show, man, I, I'm glad you're on the show, man. I'm glad you're on the because I know you got some some real good comments about this whole way Phillips thing. I wanna know first of all, what was your initial reaction uh when you heard the news? Were you surprised? Do you think it wasn't gonna happen so quick or were you think it was long overdue?
5: Well look, I mean I think everybody kinda thought that it was coming after that Giants game. I mean, where you obviously saw the team quit. And especially when you saw the defense quit after the quarterback went down. I mean, they were hanging tough to that point. Um, So I thought it would happen after that. Uh, You know, they held on to Wade. They went to Jacksonville. They they played Jacksonville at the house, got whooped. And then I think Jerry, I mean, you even saw Jerry change his tone after that Jacksonville game. Uh, You know, he went from Wade is our coach to I don't know, I'm considering any and all changes. And then uh, even Saturday night, Wade is our coach. But by the way that they went out there and they just got beat down and nobody was into the game, no, I'm not surprised. You know, I mean, when you look at the situation, uh, and we have talked about this before, I'm kind of of the belief that, you know, Jerry was looking at this thing going, okay, it might not help anything, but if I keep him as the coach, what is that going to help? Because obviously with him out there, they're going to get their heads beat in and nobody's playing hard. Right. You know, maybe if I send a message, maybe these guys will at least get out there and give me some effort. And you know, I don't have any reason to believe that 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 they all of a sudden will get it and start playing hard just because the coach was fired.
1: Yeah, that's true. But do you think do you think the main reason he was fired was the defense? So uh, if you could pinpoint any particular reason where he thinks Jerry feel like he had to let him go, I know he's one in seven they can get anyone fired, but I think that defense had a lot to do with why he got fired in the first place. You're probably
5: right. I mean, that if you're going to narrow it down and say there's, is there one reason, sure. But I think that you also have to factor a couple other things in there. Wade came out and said in his press conference that the team had quit on him, yeah. that the team had absolutely quit on him. He doesn't have the locker right. room. The players don't listen to him. Wade said that all right. for, for all the world to hear. So, right. I mean, the defense is one thing. Yeah, he's Mr. Fix It. He's the defensive guru, and he's got 30 years of, you know, defensive coordinator, all that good stuff. But, you know, I think that that's just as much of uh, as an indictment as the players not even listening to the guy. Right, right. So, I mean, you can and take guess, any number of reasons. And as a coach, you can't, you know, you have to motivate
2: your players to play better. You have to also coach them. You know, I didn't see that on the side. I didn't see, you know, after a bad play or a or something he just has this weird look on his face, you know, I don't see him rattling the troops or building up the
5: morale, you know. I didn't see that in the way, Phillips. No, you know, and I, I completely agree with you. I'm not one of those guys though who believes that you have to have a coach who gets out there and yells at you and screams. I mean, Tony Dungy is really the perfect example of a guy who can be calm, who doesn't have to cuss at you, but he can get the most out of his players. So I don't yeah. knock Wade because he didn't yell and cuss at the guy and make a big production. But whatever it is that those guys needed to hear to get out there and play football, they weren't hearing it from Wade. And that's the yeah. bottom line. And Wade has had years of this. I mean, we look at this year, and 1-7 is a disaster, and everybody knows it. You guys were talking about it, you know, with Super Bowl expectations. Jerry won that game in his house. But can't we also look back at the last three years? I mean, whenever Wade was hired – with the team that he took over, you know, Parcells left a lot of talent here. I mean, we were expecting Super Bowl a couple years ago. If right. you look back at the last three years, at the time you were hiring Wade, would you have been happy with them winning one playoff game? No. Especially after right. they started 13-3. and Right. I mean, that was the opening season. They went 13-3. and So the next year, you had every reason to believe they should do better. And they never did. Right. So, this year is a colossal failure. But I think Wade's whole tenure here will be looked at the same way. I don't think winning that playoff game did anything for him unless you followed it up with a Super Bowl appearance this year, and obviously that's not going to happen.
1: Yeah, and I agree with you on a One thing a lot of people I heard talking about today was the fact that the two Cowboy players with some of the higher winning winning percentages in Cowboys history came after Jimmy Johnson, came after uh, Bill Parcells' real good roster guys that could build up a good roster. And a lot of these other coaches just had the benefit of having all these players on the roster, i.e. Wade, for instance, had all these players that kind of came from Bill Parcells' era uh, to kind of, you know, just, just basically add on to what they're doing. But it just seems like such a huge turnaround from, like you said, 13-3 and three seasons, winning a playoff game last season. I mean, they had 13 Pro Bowlers at one time on this team, and a lot of them were on defense. But how, how does such – all this talent, supposedly, that we have, I mean, how this momentum, I mean, how does a team go from winning their first playoff game since 96 to winning seven the next season? that That's the biggest mystery to me.
5: Well, I think it's a combination of two things. Number one, I think we all bought into hype that we shouldn't have. I mean, there's some elements of this team that we hyped up as being really good that simply weren't that good. The biggest... I think that you see every single game that they roll out there is the offensive line. I mean, the Cowboys were arrogant enough to get rid of guys like Pat McQuiston, who right now is starting in Miami, and he was a young guy that they had drafted and held on to and hoped that he would come in there. Right, right now, they're in a situation where Costa, Phil Costa, is going to have to come in and play because Big Leonard Davis can't get his head out of his butt. Right, I mean, and right. these guys... These are guys who, you talk when you talk about pro bowlers, these are the same guys. Now, I don't right. want to hear about age from all of them. I mean, it's a, right. you know, when we look at sports, and this is across the board with sports, there's always the intangibles. And generally, when you talk right. about intangibles, you're talking about things that you usually bring those things up when a team is bad. But what's really funny about the Dallas Cowboys is it's the exact opposite situation. The Cowboys have enough talent. I don't think they're as talented as we thought they were, but they have enough talent to go 8-8, 9-7. Shouldn't be a problem. But they don't have those intangibles. They don't play smart. They don't play hard. They don't play for each other. They don't play for their head coach. And, you know, the reason I, beyond all else, the reason I think that firing Wade is really going to be a non-event is because didn't you think when this team started 0-2 that, okay, they're going to have a wake-up call? And yeah, then you exactly. get to then you get to a point to where, okay, they're one in five, one in six, one in seven. And every week you think, Okay, well, you know, here's the wake up call, they've got it and it's coming. But they never have. They've never caught on. They've never these guys aren't shocked. They don't seem to care. You know, they went from thinking, Okay, we're 0 and two and we're just gonna roll out there and get it done. And right now, firing Wade, I have no reason to believe, they're, they're, they haven't shown me anything that would make me think that, okay, well, this is going to send shockwaves to the organization, and they're going to play hard for Garrett.
1: Right. Yeah, and that, that brings up a good point, because I wanted to talk about Garrett with you while I got you on the line, too. Now, one thing I did see in the news today in DallasNews.com, com has got a story about the players giving Wade a standing ovation uh, after he gave them a speech, I guess his exit speech or whatever, and then I heard Keith Brooking on the radio yesterday saying that he was not even been told uh, that Jason Garrett is the head coach uh, by anyone. I find that kind of hard to believe. If we know, I'm pretty sure someone told him. I even heard Jerry say in his press conference that he had a meeting with the team. Keith Brookin just may not have been there for whatever reason. You can look into that however you want to. But the one thing about Garrett I want to talk about too with you is the fact that, I mean, now that Garrett is the head coach, whether we like it or not or interim, Head coach, and our question for everyone tonight is: What does Garrett have to do to keep this job? I mean, does Garrett even want this job? I mean, if you think about it, he could have been the coach of the Atlanta Falcons. He could have been coach of the Baltimore Ravens. He stayed. He was hired before Wade. A lot of people think he had more power than Wade. I mean, but what does he have to do to keep the job? And is this the job that he wants? Well, I'll tell you
5: what. I mean, if I knew the answer to that question. you know, I I'd, I'd be way above the the pay grade I'm at now because. <laughs> right. First of all, does does Jason Garrett want this job? I think that when he was hired, he wanted to be the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys. Right. Sure. I mean, he goes a long way with the Jones family, and obviously as a player here, he was well respected with his teammates and all that. I think. I mean, I kind of credit the guy for taking the job because he didn't have to do it. You know, they could have made someone else interim head coach. I'm sure they talked to Jason Garrett before they fired Wade. But he was the assistant head coach. And, you know, when when everything hits hits the fan, that's kind of his job to take. It's his responsibility to do that, so I credit the guy. But what does he have to do to keep this job? I mean, I don't know. Because you're giving a guy a team that's beaten down. You're giving him a horrible offensive line. You're giving him one of the most immobile quarterbacks in the NFL, who by the way, I think he's like forty nine and sixty nine yeah, right. all the right. all time right. in his career. Right. So he's never really proven to be a winner. Now he was on a lot of bad teams. Uh not to mention the guy's thirty eight years old. So when when you look at where this team is, I mean, they're I would say that they're all but mathematically eliminated from the playoffs. I mean you you really again you have to go back to intangibles because they're not going to win a lot of games. They're just not. If they went, if they go two and six, I mean that's that's about what I'm expecting. And you know what? I kind of have to question myself with why the hell do I think these guys could win two games?
1: Well, that's true. Right. Right. Have you seen I was schedule? You that.
5: Well, you know yeah, what seen I seen noticed it. that at some at some
2: point during the third or fourth game, I think the Cowboys are really exposed. And and other teams picked on that because they are so simplistic in their play calling. That I think that they, you know, they every team comes with a game plan. I just didn't see that in the Dallas Cowboys and making adjustments or coming with a game plan like we're gonna pick on a a back or we're gonna pick on a certain player or we're gonna pick on the weakness of other teams. I, I didn't see that in the Cowboys coaching staff. I think they were just basically exposed. About the third game of the season, that other teams picked up on it and took advantage of it. You know, especially so you the heard,
0: secondary.
1: You heard, uh, you heard David Garrard make the comments about how he knew what covers they were in whenever he got to the line of scrimmage. He knew who was right, going to get right. the ball. He knew who was going right. to throw the ball. And you can make the argument that uh, even um, Aaron Rodgers felt the same way. The way he picked apart the uh, the right, secondary. Right. I mean, that's a whole, that's a whole different story, right? There, the way the secondary is playing. But my thing with, with Jason Garrett as far as him keeping his job, I think he has – I think short of going undefeated, you know, 8-0 with these last eight games, I think if he goes 5-3, and three, I mean, I think he'll keep the job. I think Jared wants him to be that guy because, as we all know, it, it hurts Jared to admit he's wrong. And even if you heard the press oh, yeah. conference yesterday, he didn't necessarily admit, well, I was wrong for bringing Wade in. He just felt like, well, I feel like, you know, Wade didn't get the job done. I got to hold him accountable first. You know, so I think that he really wants Jason Garrett to have the job. But I think he's got to go at least five and three.
5: I mean, that's a big stretch. That's a big stretch. But here's the thing about that. When you say if he goes five and three, I mean, that's what he would have to do to keep his job. That means that you're kind of saying that this team is good enough to go five and three.
1: I think
5: so. I really do. I
1: I I think they're good enough to go five and three if, If why? I've got to be honest with you.
3: What
2: what makes you think they can go 5-3 in the record they have now? I mean, I don't see what's going to turn around, you know, that quick. I don't
5: see it. Listen, I was born and raised right here in Dallas, okay? I'm I'm the biggest Cowboys homer ever. But I won't pick the Cowboys to win another game this year until they show me something different. Because every time they roll out there, well, and you know what? It really hit me, and I don't know that I, that I was picking them to win or expected them to win, but after that Jacksonville game, when you look at their right. schedule, that was the most winnable game on that schedule. Right. right. Know, they didn't right. even play hard. Yeah, you're right. right. They're, they're going to line up against some teams that they're talented enough to beat.
1: They've already done
5: it. But when you've got guys on the other side of the ball that want to win, regardless, whether it's pride or what, and I'll tell you the perfect example is going to be Detroit. Detroit is not yeah. a good team. They, right. They're they not near as talented as the Cowboys, but the Cowboys have to go up there, and they've got to play Detroit, and I'll tell you what, I mean, effort is going to prevail. Yeah, you're I mean, right. Not to mention, and I don't want to undermine what the offense is dealing with with, with Kidnet quarterback. The guy hasn't been terrible. He hasn't been Brad Johnson, but he's not Tony Romo either. I mean, I, I know that Everybody wants to get down on Romo. Romo's played well enough to win in a lot of these games, and there have been, you know, pick a reason why they haven't won. Right, but I, right, I don't right. really see how they're going to beat anybody.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, maybe it's the homer side of me that's picking them to go 5-3 and three, because I still feel like they may have the, they have the talent to go 5-3. and three. I didn't find out today that Marcus Spears may be out for four to six weeks. Uh, we know Romo's going to be out, but I don't think Ken is doing that bad of a job. I mean, he's he's kind of getting a, a pass with the defense playing the way it's playing right now, but I think they can get lucky. I think they have enough heart, If and it's going to really come down to Jason Garrett being able to pull something out of these players this year that, know that, that Wade Phillips couldn't do. I think that's going to be the biggest factor, but if he can do it, they could go five and three, but I think if he doesn't go five and three, if he does win two games, I mean that's a that's a huge improvement from the first half of the season. But I think Jerry's going to be looking to make that big splash and and uh, again a new coach because let's face it, one thing that hurts Jerry the most, and he mentioned it about the stadium, the one point two billion dollars that he spent. He's mentioned it in the press conference when he looks out on the uh, out from that press on, from that uh, box that Sweetie has, he sees guys with bags on top of their on their heads. He sees nobody in the stands, people selling cowboy tickets for face value, that type of deal, you know, he's going to feel like he's got to make a huge splash at that moment right there. So if they do go two and six and say he wants to get in the new coach, what coach do you think he can bring in that would be willing to take the job,
5: number one, and that would be the right fit? Wow, well, that's a really tough question. Because you know what, Jerry Jones, we're always talking politics. I mean, everybody wants to mention Gruden and everybody wants to mention Cowher, but, I mean, I don't know. I almost think that this team has to go 1-15 for Jerry to get to the point to where he's willing to relinquish control because he was asked. I mean, he was asked when Garrett was named coach. You know, are you going to let Jason Garrett run the team? And his answer was, that's tough for me to quantify.
2: Right, right.
5: Which means that I'm still going to pick and choose what I want Garrett to do. So the the short answer is no. He's going to keep being (laughs) Jerry Jones because he can be Jerry Jones with Jason Garrett. He can't do that with with guys who have rings. And so I don't know. I mean, you know, everybody wants to to look at the uh, Stanford coach. You know, do you bring in a college coach? Do you throw a bunch of money at Bob Stoops or somebody like that? Which these college coaches that are at these big programs, it's insane for them to leave. I mean, they've already got so much talent coming in there. The money is about the same, you know. You're always going to have a quarterback if you're if you're uh, coaching OU or right, you know if right. you're coaching one of these big programs. So I don't know who you get. I mean, I don't think yeah. Jeff Fox is going to be enough of a credibility hire. That's the other thing. Right. Right. The Cowboys have to have a disastrous record at the end of the season if you want to see Gruden or Cowher. But the other right. thing is that Jerry also has to consider that people are already so beat down. And when the off season comes, it, if you throw just another name at me or if Garrett doesn't prove himself and you extend right. Garrett and make him the head coach, I'm not buying into that. I'm not buying your merchandise. I'm
4: right. not buying right. your
5: tickets. And right. people aren't. I agree. And I agree. So you've got to make the credibility higher. Let me ask you guys something, because I, I wanted to ask you to to go back to what Jason Garrett has to do this season. Um I'm kind of of the opinion that we need to make the next eight weeks an eight-week preseason. I want to see right. Phil Costa in. I want to see Lissamore in the game. You know, Danny right. McRae we got is a safety who could start at LSU. We've got him on the roster right now. I don't know why he was a he was an undrafted right. rookie. Let's play him, and he played against Green Bay. I want you to throw all right. these guys out there. Let's see who's going to be here next year. Let's see who's not. Because there's no point I, in winning games. I, I agree with you. Exactly. What do you guys a, think
3: about
6: that? Yeah. The
2: season is already over with. You might as well, you know, that, And like I said, you need to weed out the guys who's going to play for you at 110% and the guys that are not. And, and like I say, who knows who the next star is if he's sitting on a bench. We never know that unless he plays. But this season is a wrap. You might as well forget There's no way you can even make the playoffs. You know, so why not? Play? I agree with you exactly. Play those guys. Well, one okay, thing but if you do say, that,
5: then how can Garrett? Then how can Garrett keep his job? Like, well, how do you quantify? You know, wins, losses, anything like that? Effort. I mean, how do you quantify it then?
1: Right. Well, you right. know
5: what? That's that's. I think that,
1: uh, and I think I think you bring up a good point because I mentioned this when when Romo first went down. I felt like. Okay, you know, Kitten is okay, Ken is a kid Kitten can be the emergency back, put Ken in the right. game, you know, when Romo went down. But I feel like after that, at that point you gotta put in a guy like Stephen McGee because That's you gotta right. find out at least at right. least if McGee is the backup. I mean you don't even know if and he's, he's your backup yet. He hasn't played in the NFL situation yet, he's been here two years. Now that brings he played a good to the preseason. He did yeah, play pretty decent preseason. But I think right, what needs right. to happen is, and you're right, not only does these guys need to get a chance to play, but you need to bench some of these guys that are supposedly your stars that are not playing. I think that's one thing that Wade – I mean, I'm sorry. One thing that Jerry's looking at in, in his evaluation of Jason Garrett is if he's going to actually be the one and not be this guy's friend or, hey, man, you'll get it next time, but actually bench some of these guys like Mike Jenkins, like Leonard Davis, some of the guys that you brought up earlier. But I think if he does that that'll help his chances of keeping the job. Regardless if they go two and six, five and three. But I think he's looking for someone to step in there and say, Hey, you know, I'm gonna bench so and so, I'm gonna play this guy. But, you know, Jerry if Jerry allows that open door policy, you know, where, hey, if you don't like what Jason Garrett's doing, come talk to me. Similar to what he did with T O and other players when Jason Garrett was out as a coordinator. If Jerry allows it to happen, then, of course, there is a no-win situation for Jason Garrett. But he may know that
5: already. You know, he might know that already well, that he knows the there's no win. You say that assuming that Jason Garrett is going to have the authority to bench those guys.
3: Right. And we don't right. even
5: know if he's going to be able to make that call. I mean, here's right. the other thing. You're looking for a coach to rebuild this thing because the Cowboys, and I hate to tell Cowboys fans I hate to accept it myself, they're not going right. to be good for several years. Oh, I mean, yeah, you look I at all these, these. Their whole offensive line is gone except for Doug Free. Okay, running right. right game. Keith Brooking is gone. Yeah. I mean, right. when you look at you look at so many guys that are out there. You, I mean, look at the safeties. Are you going to keep Orlando Scandrick? You've got to draft these guys.
3: Right. You know, the other thing is
5: when you consider that Romo broke into the league late. I mean, he hasn't been around forever, but he's 31 years old, and they've got him under contract (laughs) until he's 35. Which, if you rebuild this thing, is about the time they should be set up to win again. I mean, you're Mm -hmm. looking at at least two years, and then that third year, maybe. So, I would draft a quarterback. I I mean, they're going to have a top-five pick this year. People might think I'm crazy, but Romo's not going to live forever. By the time these guys (laughs) are competitive again, you could have luck from Stanford, you could have Locker right. from Washington. You could have Ryan right. Mallett from Arkansas. This is, in terms of the big prototypical quarterbacks with the gunslinger arms, Peyton Manning right. prototype, right.
3: this draft has right. a lot of
5: them. And the Cowboys, one way or the other, are going to have a top five pick. So they really have to address how they're going to fill all these holes, too. This is not something that, oh, right. we get a coach in here, and if it's Bill Cowher next year, we can win. That's not happening.
1: Right. That's true. Let me
2: Let me ask one question. How do you feel about the running game? you think they should go out and get a running
5: back? I really don't. Listen, I really buy into the fact that I I think Felix Jones is every bit a guy who can carry the ball 20 times a game. I think Deshaun Choice is a guy who could offset that. But I don't think Barry Sanders could run behind this offensive line.
3: I mean, the, you know,
5: these guys, right. look at it. Every time that they get the ball, every time that they the right. ball is handed to Felix Jones, there's some guy around right. his ankle. And, you right. know, you talk it, it, about he doesn't have the breakaway speed. Well, why don't you watch our guards pull on a, on a screen? We throw these right. weak bubble screens. Right. And oh, nobody I hate blocks. those. I hate those. Well, and the that other is thing the that kills place. me, we've got a back of the quarterback who can't throw. We've got an offensive right. line who can't block. And Jason Garrett has been hell bent on the delayed draw. Why right, would you yeah. give him any more time to get in the backfield? <laughs> he drives I know, me crazy I because know, he wants to I run know, that play yeah. seven times a yeah. game.
2: Right, and, and then and people the want to say, colleges. "Oh, Felix
5: doesn't have the speed." Right. Go yeah. ahead. One, sur-
1: go ahead. I one thing I, I can say to play is, you guys, yeah, you well, you guys get ready for true. that because you're gonna get a lot more of Jason uh, Garrett play calling, which it which is suspect at best. Uh, but before I let you go, though, Case, I want to ask you real quick, man, and, again, we thank you for coming on the show big time, man. I really yes, appreciate nice. it big time. I All want right. to ask you real quick. Now, Wade said that he was going to not only make the coaches accountable but make players accountable, too. So, if we're going to make any players accountable, what player do you know does not need to play uh, Sunday when we go up to New York?
5: Uh, well, you know, it's real funny because they said this a while back and then the only thing that I've seen them right. do is they bitch, they bench Gronkowski because he was the guy that led the blocker <laughs> that, that took Romo out of the game.
3: Right. Um,
5: I'll tell you what, you could go across the board and almost pick any player. Um, right. The one who gets me the most, though, and he's a young guy, is Mike Jenkins. And I say that because this is a guy who, he was playing at a higher level a couple years ago when he was a rookie. I mean, the guy made a Pro Bowl. Right. Right. And it's not even his ability to cover guys that gets me. It's the arm tackling. That guy's out there making business decisions every time a running back gets to the secondary, and he'll let him go or he'll arm tackle him, or, or try to push him uh-huh. out. And to uh-huh. me, when you sit in the film room and you see that, and I mean, I see it, you know, in real time when I'm watching the game, that's absolutely unacceptable at this level. And he's supposed to be a Pro Bowl corner and – when it's a matter of effort, well, you're not sticking right. your neck out there, and you know the the guy's not injured right now. That's right. a guy who I would sit down. I mean, I would put him on IR for a game. You know, I'd make him unavailable. I'd take a game check, and I'd have you know, I'd talk to him. And the reason I say him more specifically is because he is young. Because if you can get that guy's head screwed on right, he can be a big part of what that defense does five years down the road.
1: That's true. I agree with you on that. I mean, anybody can see the way he's played, not just Sunday, but even the the hold, the uh, penalties, the pass interference, the holding two times in a row. I mean, you could tell there's something mentally going on with him because he is a Pro Bowl caliber, um, the Pro Bowl caliber defensive back, and for whatever reason, you know, we go back to Wade again. I mean, he is a defensive coordinator, but this guy here has just taken a huge not just a step back, but a jump back, you know, from what he played like last season. That's that's unexplainable to me. He's one of the biggest question marks on the team for me. But, again, I'm, I'm not in love with the linebacking core, Brookin or James, and I think they got a lot of holes to fix, and I agree with you 100%. But, you know, they might as well play the young guys. It's not like they can, you
5: know, it can get any worse, right? No, absolutely. And then, <laughs> you know, you also have to consider from – You know, from a coaching standpoint, and certainly from Jerry Jones' standpoint, what are you going to do with these big money guys like DeMarcus Ware who are out there right now anyway, and you're trying to test out young guys. You don't know, you know, who you're going to have where, but if you have DeMarcus Ware go out and, you know, you're one in seven, and that's something that could affect you going into next season. I mean, I I think there's a number of reasons why you see what you have. I mean, I think it works on, on every level to do that. The other thing I would tell you about the coaching situation here before you guys let me go is I would I would be real surprised if Jerry went out and got a big-name coach right at the end of the season just because of the pending lockout. If That's he true. signs Bill Cowher yeah. and he gives him $8 million a year, well, he's going to have to pay him that next year whether they play or not. So I think exactly. that, that collective exactly. bargaining agreement is going to have so much to do with who is the next head coach of the Cowboys. Don't be surprised if Garrett – doesn't do well this year if he gets a one-year deal just for that reason. Mm. That's, a huge, that's a huge deal
1: that we haven't really discussed because Jerry's supposed to be the, the forefront of these discussions. He's the one owner that a lot of the owners are turning to turn to see what he's going to do because he's got so much pool uh, with all the owners around the league. I mean, he just spent spent the $1.2 billion on the stadium. So he's got the he's got the uh, the, the clout, you know, run among all the owners right now. So I think a lot of them are going to be looking at what he does. But that's a, that's a, that's a
5: huge key right there. I didn't really think about that, but you're right. Well, it
3: and the other thing is the difference.
5: reason the reason that Jerry was such a linchpin in that whole deal is because he wasn't hurting financially. You know, he's not. Jerry Jones doesn't have Jacksonville. He doesn't have Phoenix. He doesn't have a small market uh, team who's having to worry about games being blacked out. Jerry Jones had the money, Mm -hmm. and now, and and he was the guy who was leading the whole thing like, no, let's hold out. We can get a better deal. He was the one talking him up on this, but now he finds him in a situation to where Jerry Jones, the man, is not broke, but Jerry Jones, the owner, CEO, GM, (laughs) is financially handcuffed right now because I don't even know what the interest payments would be on a $1.2 billion (laughs) stadium.
2: But that's I guarantee nice he's mortgage.
5: not bringing it in right now with, with his one in seven Cowboys. Yeah, that's a nice move. So mortgage. it's going to be really interesting to see how he changes his tune on the collective bargaining agreement, if at
1: all. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I, wanna, I wonder why I got you on. I want to welcome another guest we got on the program, but I did tell him I was going to get him on around this time. Uh, but we do have another guest joining us as well. This is Gordon Jackson from the Dallas Weekly. Uh, he's had a chance to cover a lot of Cowboy coaching changes, so it's going to be really interesting to see exactly what he feels or how he feels about this particular coaching change. So I want to welcome on the program real quick, Golden Jackson from the Dallas Weekly. Uh, Mr. Jackson, you're live on the RS Sports Radio Show. Can you hear me okay? I can hear you fine. Good evening, everybody. How you doing? Doing good, doing well. Thank you for joining us, by the way. Definitely thank you oh, for joining us. you. Now I want to get your initial reaction to the uh, to the coaching change. I know uh, you, you've been able to cover the Cowboys for a long time. Just your initial thoughts, first of all, about Wade getting fired and Jason Garrett being the new head coach. Well, I thought I, it was inevitable that uh, Wade Phillips would, would would have to go, uh,
6: from uh, from my perspective. And you were you were seeing that there was a lot of talk about uh, his his temperament, the way uh, he was carrying the team, the tone that he was setting with the team. And things, things of that nature. You know, I buy part of that. I don't buy all of that because it comes down to, uh, the players are performing. The players being, uh, uh, being self-motivated enough to perform and, and perform at their best.
2: backup quarterback for 12 years, I don't see any credentials to, you know, make him an offensive of guru. You know, I completely agree, agree with you.
5: Hey, guys, I just want to jump in here because I've got to take off, but I want to say okay. I really appreciate you guys having me on the show, and oh, anytime you. you want me to come back on, I certainly make myself available for you. All right, cool. Thanks, JK, right, so I
1: appreciate it, man. Hey, you guys got to have a great night. Nice. And that was uh, Casey Millen from 1310, Sports Radio 1310, the ticket. We are on live with Gordon Jackson from the Dallas Weekly. Now, one thing, you brought up a real interesting point. I think you one of the first ones to say that no matter what, uh, Jason Garrett is not going to be the head coach next year. One thing I want to ask you, too, is the fact that, you know, these players, apparently I saw an article in Dallas the news today, that they gave way to standing Innovation ovation when he gave his speech that he was leaving. Um, and and when you heard that Jerry Jones talked a lot about the players being accountable, you mentioned it yourself that no matter what happens, the players do have to play the game. I mean, do, do some players need to be benched? I mean, does does is Jay, Jason Garrett the pa even have the power to bench any of these guys? Yeah, that, that's an excellent And and so the question is
6: going to be, will he will he have the power and authority or the clout? Uh, to bench a, a, a star player, one you know one of, one of the top one of the top star players. Uh, things I mean, uh, will he if if Tony Romo comes back healthy uh, in time right. in, in time, and if he feels that Tony Romo's is not not uh, playing up to snuff, will will he have the authority and the clout to bench Tony Romo, you know, or Demarcus? Well, I mean, you know, you put all, any name out there and things, right, and right. so that's going to come down. Once again, well, what, what has been the situation for a long time is, is just who's really running the team, the head coach or the uh, owner slash general manager. Right. And uh, that, that definitely is going to play into a factor. And another factor that's going to come part as part of if I go back to the coaching situation, is that at the end of the season, when they do go start searching for uh, a new head coach, uh, because of the Rooney Rule, they're going to have to interview at least one minority coach, right. and, yes, so, right. and so and so that that's, that's going to play a factor as, as as well. And you will see, uh, you will see minority candidates come come up to, to the picture, uh, uh as well. And that and we've seen uh, since the Rooney Rule has been implemented how that has just really changed the course. Of uh, of yeah. coaching decisions and things that has led into the, deci- the decision to coach uh, to pick Mike Tomlin and Marvin Lewis and, and, and coaches like that and so yeah. and so right. that that could change the whole complexion of the coaching situation.
1: Uh, that would right. be that would be something to say. I mean, I I was shocked and I'm I'm a young guy, probably the youngest guy on the show, but I was shocked to see uh, Quincy Carter as a starting quarterback for the Cowboys. And, I mean, let alone have a, a black coach in here would be something I mean, but then again, you know, it, nothing right at this point would really surprise me, Jerry. Cause I think Jerry's really in panic mode. And what what surprised me the most was the fact that he kept mentioning uh, his $1.2 billion he spent on the stadium. He kept mentioning his expectations, you know. And and, and to a degree, the fans and the expectations are one of the main reasons why, this, why Wade is not here. I mean, he went one and seven. And this team had 13 Pro Bowlers. They went had 13 and three seasons. They went to the Super Bowl, get a first Super Bowl – I mean, first – I'm sorry, go to a playoff and get their first playoff win uh, since 96 last year. And it's such a huge drop-off. And I think what hurt Jerry the most was looking out in his home stadium and seeing those guys with bags on their heads and seeing people selling tickets for face value. I think that played a huge factor in Jerry saying, look, i got to get rid of this guy. Someone's going to have to pay, and I guess I should start with the head coach because not only, do the, not only do I feel like he's not doing his job, but the fans. I mean, the fans have been demanding this for uh, quite some time.
6: Yeah, and that's
1: good, and, and
6: uh, he had to make a move to, to, for that. And, you know, midseason coaching change, I mean, that's that, that raises the, the eyebrows of a lot of people. And so uh, particularly uh, next home game, you're going to see, you know, you're going to see the attendance pick up. You're going to see the interest pick pick back up, just right, to right. see how well uh, they play under un, un, under Jason Garrett. Uh, he's got right. Jerry's got the one the one thing Jerry has does have in his pocket is the fact that the Super Bowl is coming at that stadium uh, in right, February, right, and right, that right. that will hold that that will hold him, hold him up as far as uh, notoriety, as far as attendance and attention uh, of the of at the stadium. Uh, for 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 that time, after the Super Bowl, if the if the Cowboys go uh, into 2011, we we don't know, you know, with the lockout and what particularly. Right, I mean, right. even if even even with the lockout, uh, if they yeah, go right. into the 2011 season and and start go off to a 1 and 7 start after the Super Bowl, then you're going to really see the interest uh, really go down and the newness of the Cowboys stadium go down, and then you're going to really see Jerry Jones, you know, really put it Right, right. But, you know, I, I got, Jerry does have to fill that stadium up. You
2: know, you're talking about 100,000 people to watch the game, and, you know, and people are not going to go see a 1-16 play. I mean, I remember at one point the Mavericks went through that when you couldn't give away a Maverick ticket. You know, yep. now it's hard to get a Maverick ticket. But nobody goes to the game when you lose like that. I mean, Jerry does have to think about that. But uh, yeah, like I said, I next year, you. next year is so unpredictable. We don't know what's going to happen. Part of like I said, the lockout, you know. So I, I know, and who's going to be available and who's going to take the thing? It's really an unknown now until the end of the season and the collective bargaining agreement or whatever they figure that out. So really, it's an unknown, you know. Next year is
6: really uh, of course tomorrow. He's got a big
3: decision to make. If there's one thing
6: that Jerry, one thing that Jerry doesn't want, would be uh, the lockout because if the lockout right, happened right, and there's no right. revenue coming into that stadium next right. year after the, right. after right. the Super Bowl, uh, you might right. you might hear news this time next year of, uh, of of the same similar news with Jerry Jones like you like you heard last year of Tom Hicks with the Rangers uh, of. Right. Uh, of situation going and and to, to to hear about the potential of the Dallas Cowboys going bankrupt i mean right, it, right. that that right. would that would really take precedence uh above <laughs> oh, yeah. above right. the, the sense of the Texas Rangers right. uh, going bankrupt so, oh, yeah. you know, right. it, it, and that, he's got to be looking at that
2: he'll have to go out and get a a play or something to fill that stadium you know what i mean he'll have to do no. something drastic right to, to to bring people back to the
1: Cowboy game so We'll see you what know, happens with you. We want, to, we want to definitely remind everyone, if you guys are listening, our phone lines are actually lighting up right now, but you're more than welcome to call in uh, at 323-927-2906. We are on live with Gordon Jackson from the Dallas Weekly. And If you want to catch up on anything that the Dallas Weekly is doing, you go to DallasWeekly.com, or you can always find their newspapers pretty much everywhere in the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex. So definitely uh, pick that up because they have a great publication. They've been around for a long time. And I I love reading the Dallas Weekly, and and I know you guys appreciate it as well, too. And they cover a lot of the Dallas sports as well, too. So we want to make mention of that. Um, Can you stick on for one second? I want to bring on a few callers. Would that be okay, Mr. Jackson? Yeah, it'll be fine. Okay, let me bring on just a few callers real quick. Um, And I want to bring this caller on real quick because I know he is upset. I know he's got a lot to say. I know he's beside himself right now. Our number one Cowboy fan of the show. Uh, Rick, now Rick, now let me get your reaction first of all. Now try to try to do this in a in a professional manner because I know you're hot right now. <laughs> How's everybody doing tonight, man? <laughs> Rick, getting out to the phone Sunday.
0: <laughs> nah, you know I had to uh, go ahead and unplug it. That wasn't a good day for me. <laughs> so I'm I'm sorry about that. I do apologize. You know, but it was about it was about time. Something had to happen. You know,
5: I, I I think
0: that anybody that's out there that's just really mad at, at Wade Phillips probably shouldn't be, because he did come in and, and, and coach and do a fine job while he was here, you know, but this last year, you know, the it just wasn't working out for him. So coaching was involved in that. The players should have stepped up and played for themselves more than anything else. So they should get some of the blame, too. But, you know, something had to happen. It had to be a change. A fresh start. Now I'm interested to see who actually uh will they bring in to be the coach for the long haul. Because I know Jason Garrett is only gonna be there short term.
1: So you don't think he's gonna be me. there either? That's sure. what
0: I, that's what I feel like right now. I mean I think for Jason Garrett to go, he's gonna have to do something exciting that's gonna excite the fans as well as Jerry Jones and something like extremely, you know, going out there and going eight and eight for uh going eight winning these eight games. You know, and we all know that won't happen. You know, he's going to yeah. have to do something just overboard. But I think Jerry's going to end up giving in and looking for another uh, coach. Yeah.
1: And knowing Jerry, we don't know. He might have already been in contact with some guys or put some fillers out there. I think, no, I think a guy like Jerry doesn't make a move like that without thinking about, you know, two steps ahead. But he will make a splash. He's done it before, whether it's, Moving up in the draft again, Des Bryant, bringing in a guy like T.O., even taking on Pac-Man at one time. You know, Jerry's that type of guy that kind of makes a splash. He wants his name, or at least the Cowboys name out there in the media. But doesn't this kind of work to his advantage? I mean, if you think about it, he's got a brand-new season now. I mean, now he's got a reason for all of us to watch the games, for people to go to the games, because now we get to just see exactly – you know, what changes are gonna be made. Now it's like we it's like they re, revitalized the franchise from one and seven to now a shorter eight game season is gonna have us locked in the whole time. And and, and Gordon I'd like to read a comment on that.
5: Yeah, you kidding.
1: It's, it's a new season.
6: it's, it's a new season. Right. And and so that's going that's keeping the that's keeping the fans interested. So uh, the fans that he was losing during the one and seven span he's gonna get back. Because they're going to be curious to see how the team how, how the team does uh, the rest of the way, and so if they start winning a few games, then then they'll then they'll stay uh, at least for the rest, at least for the rest of, of the season. So I mean you know, that's a good point. He's he's going to uh, he, he he has that right now, kind of like as an advantage. Uh, you know, checking to see how the new coach is going to do, checking to see what players are going to be a uh, bench, what players are going to come in, things like that. It's a it's a whole new complexion.
2: And that all also depends on if they win. If they keep losing, it's going to go just the other way. It all depends on if they win. Everybody's interested to see what what the change is going to bring. It has to bring wins. That's the only way it's going to
6: work. There is still that glimmer of hope uh, that right. if they win out, uh, then they finish 9-7. and 9-7 right. and seven right. has gotten teams in the playoffs. Uh, That's so true. That right true. now is that it's a very slim glimmer of hope, but, but it's there and that's what's uh, helping keeping a, a lot of the fans uh, right now still still on their toes. All right. All right. Yeah.
0: Who who do you actually think Jerry would, would look for in a coach if he doesn't keep Jason Garrett? Who do you think that he would actually look for? Well, you
6: know, we've been talking about these big names like a John Gruden or a Bill Cower and he's got to be looking at not just uh, the, the obvious big name former right. head coaches, or maybe right. even some of the current head coaches, he's got to he's going to be looking at at the most productive offensive of coordinators or the defensive coordinators on on right. on, a, on, a, on a lot of the teams. So he's going to be looking at those at those people, and and he's going to be looking at that intangible, the, the temperament, uh, can you know can you know how how well he, they can lead the team, what type of tone do they set. And you know he 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 knows all the 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 coaches on 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 all the teams. He, he's he's right. almost like a scout himself. So he knows everybody. So uh, they're going to uh, they're going to they're going to look at those two. I don't know. I don't think he's going to look at at major college. Uh, that's just right. going to be uh, too not not enough experience. You know, coming right. up to the NFL and coaching the, the coaching the Cowboys. Right. So the play. So that coach is gonna be probably one of the uh, a top rated uh, offensive lineman or defensive excuse me, not offensive coordinator or defensive coordinator, uh coming up from, from, from one of the teams. Yeah, I agree. And it could possibly
2: be a, a, a assistant coach, you know, from some of the teams. There's a lot of good assistant coaches out there. So Yeah,
1: but I think I think I think everyone's right. I mean he's gotta make some type of some type of big splash. I agree with you a hundred percent on that. Now, uh, Gordon, I want to thank you 100% for coming on the show. I know you didn't have to do this, make a time out of your busy schedule. Um, And and if you would, let all our listeners know that are listening, uh, how they can find the Dallas Weekly, what's the best way to get in contact with the Dallas Weekly, uh, especially if they want to just, you know, catch up on some of the sports articles or just articles in general, uh, what you guys have going on there. All right, you can call
6: us at uh, 214- 428- Eight nine five eight two one four four two eight eight nine five eight. If you have any questions, uh, we have distribution stops all over all over Dallas, uh, all different types of various businesses, uh, uh, churches, uh, convenience stores, department stores, uh, uh, things things of that nature. Check us out. Uh, if you don't find a, uh, a a hard copy of the paper, you can look up www.dallasweekly.com. Click on e edition. We have our digital version of our newspaper on the okay. on the website, and, and where you can also go in and uh, and and read the paper for uh, for your for your pleasure. And call us if you want to get on our uh, our list for our, for our breaking news e blast or our weekend or e blast uh, things where we uh, where we put out breaking news so that we don't put out news just once a week. I mean, we put our all news right. regularly throughout the week throughout breaking the Z-blat. Right. Right. Good. All right. Well,
1: that's wonderful. And I want to thank you again for coming on, and hopefully we can have you on the show another time. I, I appreciate it.
6: Well, thanks for asking me, I and mean, you can ask me, I,
1: and I'll be glad to come on any time. Thank, thank you, All right, Gary. thanks a lot. Okay. Wow, wow, cowboy, cowboy talk. We did get a lot of uh, Facebook people coming in. Uh, we got Nick Rutherford coming in. He says that Jason Garrett has to go six and two uh, for him to keep his job. We got another person coming in on Facebook says that Jason Garrett has to definitely go eight and zero uh, to keep his job. And a lot of people are saying that there's no way uh, that he can have a chance to uh, to even um, to even um, uh, get uh, the job next season. Similar to what you said, Rick. Now, let me ask you real quick, right. Rick. I know you you saw some of the press conference stuff. You saw some of the things that he said, and I mentioned the story earlier that Dallas News was running about the, the players giving way to standing ovation when he left. Uh, now let me just ask you, I mean, do these, these players, I mean, do they feel like they're off the hook now? Or should some of these players be worried? And, and if they are, what player do you, would you like to see that's not playing on Sunday? What player would you like to see bitch come Sunday when they go up to New York? Well, I, I, I do think, um,
0: That uh, some players are going to be worried out there, you know. I mean, that's without question because you know a change has been made. You know, they don't know where it's going to go from here. They don't know if Jason Garrett's going to be the coach or somebody else. They don't even know if they're going to be playing football next year. So it's going to be some people uh, worried about their job. But it's it's kind of hard to to say. If I had to just say, give a person right now that. I didn't want to just see on the field, it would probably be like Allen Ball maybe. I mean, he's been a real big disappointment for me because we really are hurting at that safety spot. Now, not that Gerald Sensabaugh is just doing a whole lot better, but Gerald Sensabaugh played good before back there. He's done it before, you know. So if I had to choose one, Allen Ball would probably be my uh, first pick.
1: Now, Royce, I know you're a little bit biased, but i got to ask you anyway, what player do you think needs to be benched? If they're going to bench the head coach, get him out of the way, what player needs to be out of the way come come Sunday when they play the Giants? Royce, are you there? Royce, you there? Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you now. I'm sorry about that, Royce. I had you, I had you off. Now, I was asking the question of, now, he got rid of okay. Wade Phillips. He basically got benched. So, you tell me what player needs to be benched uh, come Sunday when they go to New York.
2: Okay. First, let me say, Jason Garrett's going to do whatever he's going to have to do to turn his team around, with a benching players yeah. or uh, whatever. He's going to have to do that. I
4: was but can thought, he do it? That's
2: the question. Can yeah, no, does no, he, he not have to. Does he have because the
4: power job, to do it is the question. Well,
2: his job's on the line, too, Rodney. Right? He's an interim coach. Anytime time you take over for on coach, on the line, because, yeah, 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 right. His job and his reputation too is on the line. You know, because the, the, the captain goes down with the ship. If he, the team goes down, he goes down too. Who's gonna want it? You know, if Jerry don't want him, who's gonna want it? But I will start with, uh, you know, with the with the, with the offensive line. Guys don't block. I take them out, and the defense. The defense is really the problem. I even pulled Kidna if he didn't perform, you know, because you do have a backup that I saw this guy play pretty good in preseason game. And, and besides, he's the future of the team. So whatever position played bad that day comes out of the game, whether it be the, if it, if it's the secondary, if it's the pass rush, it's the offensive line, even if it's a receiver. I'm talking about everybody from Miles Austin to the kicker. Whoever doesn't perform.
1: Yeah, uh, You he, just got to pull up You have to Okay, what you got, put what you to put in, in place But you guys are, are really forgetting the fact that Jerry is a GM And we talked about how Jerry's got this open-door possible with these players I mean, do you really think that Jason Garrett's going to have the authority and the power to bench no some of these guys? He's going to have no choice He has no choice He, yeah, no he choice. ain't got no
0: choice Yeah, on some of this, he's, he's going to have to ignore what Jerry's saying He's going to have to you know, if he don't agree with it, he's going to have to do what he needs. Because either way, he might not even be here anyway. He need to go out shooting.
3: Right.
0: I mean, you know, and that's, And one thing I did want to say, you know, if the players got up and did that, respectfully, that's a good thing for them. If they gave the man a standing ovation, you know. Now, that should have been done, you know, with their heart. Right. You know, they did spend years with him. So that's, you know, that's respect to him. Now, it still should be some people out there mad, though,
3: whether it's mad right. at
0: him or one of the other coaches or whoever, you know. But just because you're mad at them don't mean you can't respect them. You know what I'm talking about? You know, so they, you know, that's a good thing that they did that.
2: You know, Wade Bill was not the reason why they wanted six. The players do play the game.
0: For real. Right. He was For not a real the Jason, Gary gets get some of that. Um, uh, special teams get some of that. You know, right. the players get something. I mean, it's, it goes all the way across the board. And even Jerry, because if the open door policy is what's keeping them from doing that, I'm not saying that it is, but if that's the problem, Jerry needs to shut that out. Somebody's got to be able to see it. Yeah.
1: Right. Let's bring in some more comments, get some more comments on this uh, Cowboy situation. I'm going to identify your caller by the last uh four digits of your phone number, eight nine two zero. Uh you're live on the RS sports radio show.
4: Hey um how you doing?
1: Doing good, how you uh, doing? How'd you go? I'm with, great,
4: man? man. I was just um I was listening to the comments about uh what y'all think the problem is with the Cowboys and I am listening to your you know open door policy that you're talking about Jerry Jones. It's showing these players and all these coaches. But I mean my first comment I'd like to say, I think Jason Greer is really just like a, kind of like a dummy out there right now, uh, just to finish <laughs> off the season.
1: Yeah, but, you know. Yeah. So you think there's no it, way know, that he's going to actually be the, you think there's no way he's going to be nah. actually a, a head coach that doesn't really have a chance to be a, a head coach? Uh, nah.
4: nah, not in this league.
1: Right. Not with a not with a record like that, you know
4: you you the offensive coordinator of the Cowboys. I mean, you know, and you run the same plays over and over till where they're mapping out your playbook. I mean, you got a number of superstars on your team. I mean, you should be able to put up at least thirty points a game, twenty points a game at least. You know what I mean? Right. It, it that, doesn't that, make sense
1: with But that begs the question, you know? and Kyla, you bring up a really good point. I mean, that begs the question of. Is this team really that good? I mean, do you think it's all gotta be the play calling? I mean, do you think these guys are really I mean, that good to put up thirty some points a game? I mean, you know, I look
4: at it like this, you know, I mean, they they got to the playoffs last year, you know, they added some additional weapons to the team this year, which we felt like they, everyone felt they were supposed to be in the Super Bowl in their hometown and you know, I mean, look at look at the outcome. You're year you year, You're one and seven right now. I mean, a couple of those games landed were real close and some mistakes at the end. And then Romo did prove himself a little bit, you know, driving the team down in the last couple of seconds to win a couple of those games that they actually got taken away because of idiotic penalties. Now, I mean, I blame the players to a certain degree, but it's always on the coaching staff because if you can't keep your players in line, you know, it's, it's, it's the TC's grown men how to, you know, basically not jump off off sides or celebrate when you do something that you're supposed to do. You know, what I mean, it's it's pretty much, you know, like it's like a free for all, ludicrous to me. You know, the whole type of situation that, that the Cowboys are going through right now. I mean, right. do you do you right. have any you know any, any favorites? Who who would you like to see as a coach? Anybody in particular? Um, I mean, I'm looking, you know, right now, if we could get Coward, I mean, that would probably be, you know, the best situation right now, someone like a Bill Coward. You know, I say Jerry fork over make, the right amount of money and get him down here, man, if he really wants to win, you know. So I'm to say that's basically not going to let Jerry run the team. You know, really, I think it, the whole point is Jerry wants to run the team at the same time and be the owner, and that, that doesn't work. He needs to put somebody in there that those players, are afraid of that can chew 'em them out, you know, and, and hold them accountable for their actions on and off the field, you know, because Wade Phillips looked like a guy that, I mean, really, like he was scared to talk to his players, you know. Like he was just happy being there on the sideline, just, you know. Like I, I looked to pay attention to a couple of, you know, press conferences after the game, and, I mean, it was like,
1: you know, it was, was insane. It, when... <laughs> it was sad. It was sad. It was sad. It was sad.
4: You know, and that that's not a head coach You don't want someone like that to just like Oh, I'm proud of these guys, you know, for losing, you know I, I usually, you know, tell your players I'm proud of you, but you're losing You know, that 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 to me is a, is a sign of a coward Now, Larry Phillips as an individual, you know He's probably an outstanding man You know, I, I really don't know him like that But, you know, as a head coach standpoint I mean, he, he, he's not the man for us, you know He should have been gone a long time ago, you know I I really think think when when they started, you know, when they were like 0-4, they should have made this move because, you know, a 1-4, however the situation was, but they should have made that move then because the NFC East, man, that's a tough division to be in. And to lose games in the NFC like that off off top, I mean, you're already in trouble, you know. And now you lose your starting quarterback and it's like they don't care anymore, you know. I agree. But to to me, you know, I know everybody out there is getting paid to do a job, you know. Everyone's getting a certain, certain of a million dollars, you know, to do to do a job out there. So just because one player goes down, I mean, you know, it shouldn't be the end of the season,
1: you know. So I look
4: at it. So I put it on the player. I, I put on the players too, to a certain degree,
1: you know. Yeah, I agree. Well, I, I thank you for calling in, man. You're more than welcome to call in any time, uh, any comments, anything at all. But we thank you for your call, big time.
4: Hi right, man, my name Mike man. It's a, it's, you know, it's a nice show here, man. You know, I've been listening to it for a little bit, and uh, I like what you're doing, man. Keep it up.
1: I appreciate that, Mike.
4: Appreciate it.
1: And we got it because everyone's the hot topic today is the Cowboys. Uh, real quick before we touch on anything, cause we got to go over our picks, find out who won from last week. We got to do that, of course. We do that every Tuesday. Now, one thing I want to ask you guys real quick, and I'll bring Royce back on here too. Um, You guys saw a different Jason Garrett in his press conference. I mean, we didn't see the mild man, guy on the sidelines. I mean, he had a little tough talk to him. He talked a lot about how the culture was going to change. I mean, do you think that we'll see a different different Jason Garrett now that he is not, you know, he can't – because at the time he couldn't overstep uh, Wade Phillips, you know, by you know, by title alone. I mean, he was making more money than Wade Phillips, but he wasn't the title of the head coach. Uh, do you think that, number one, they we're going to see a different side of Jason Garrett going to be a lot more tougher? Are we expecting that? Or, and then also, too, how does the defense react to having Jason Garrett as their head coach? Because if you think about it, the defense had a lot of indictment on the offense for not running the ball as much, for not staying on the field longer. So how do you feel how the defense reacts to J.C. Garrett being the head coach, and do we expect to see a, a tougher uh, Jason Garrett than maybe we thought he was? It's, I, I think
0: the, the the defense the defense is gonna have to be a little nervous out there
4: because again,
0: you know, they were the ones that was comfortable with with Jason with uh, uh, Wade Phillips. You know, and maybe they're not just as comfortable with, with Jason Garrett out there. But now maybe the the offense may be more of a letdown. Who knows? I, You know, you have no idea how how things are going to play out out there. You know, I do like the things that I saw out of Jason Garrett in that press conference because for some reason it did seem like it was just instant change, period. In you know, he sounded more like that cat that we were watching in hard knocks a long time ago when he was giving <laughs> that the players <laughs> forbidden bidding <laughs> me. But I was kind of happy that it was, too, because all while he was talking, it sounded like he was reading. You know, it sounded like every right. answer was just prepared, you know, for some reason. I was like, come oh, on, Jason, loosen up a little bit. But he was 10. You know? Well, changed, you, know, Jake, you know, the
2: weight of the world is on Jason Garrett's back. He's got a big target on his back. When you when you back up against the wall, you, you got to fight back. He doesn't have a choice his representative not only is his job, his reputation is, because if he doesn't succeed here, what's, what is that, what life does he have at the Cowboy? Who's going to want to hire You know, so it's it, it, well, it, it, that be
0: too hard for him, really, because, you know, when you look at it, even when you look at his resume, I mean, he's got wins, and, and he's got wins right along the way, Phillips, and he's got some, some losses, you know, and when you look at his stats, he he puts up, you know, yardage up and, up and down the field. Getting it to the end zone is an issue. Maybe that's when another coach or, you know, if he was an offensive coordinator somewhere else, maybe that's when another coach can step in and say, no, nah, run this ball. You know, maybe the other coach can keep him from doing some of the little trick plays and stuff like that that he's doing. You know, but he's, right. he's productive on the offensive end. I mean, all they need to do is kind of shape that up a little bit.
2: Yeah, but but it goes back to what y'all say, been saying week after week. How can you not coach a team with this much talent and not get wins? So
4: That's true. You
2: know, if like you got all this talent, you couldn't do nothing in Dallas. What makes you think you're going to come up here and do something?
0: That's true, you know, but that's why I, I think he would be able to go to another team and be a coordinator where their coach is already strong. You know, I do think it's, it's 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 possible. Now, that's just from what I've seen, you know, from Jason Garrett, you know, thus far. But right. who's to say, you know, he can go out there and they can end the season eight and eight instead of nine and seven, or you know, they can be uh, seven and nine, but they go out there and get plenty of wins, you know, give these people something to be excited for. And Jason, I mean, uh, uh, Jerry Jones might go ahead and keep him. He's already liking coaches that he's comfortable with anyway
1: yeah yeah Bro, well we'll see. The, we'll, see. The, we'll see i mean we we've got a whole new season now uh the now a whole just, new season. Uh, I agree with the that. watch or uh, the cover, but we got a whole new season. What I saw from Jason Garrett it kind of it really surprised me honestly. I mean he doesn't talk that much in in a you know at all, at least not in the media, but what I saw from him was pretty surprising he he was very very stern, um he said what he meant to say, he meant what he had to say. And I don't know if it was a product of us watching Wade for so long at his press conferences. Maybe that's why we saw such a huge difference in what he was saying. But I, I saw some things I really did like. You know, in all honesty, I really did. I uh, saw some things that Jay Garrett I really liked. we got about ten minutes left on the program. You guys have still got a, a huge opportunity to call in. If you have any more comments uh, about the Cowboys, you want to talk about anything going on in the sports right now, you're more than welcome to call in. Uh, If we need to stay on longer to get your calls in, just definitely call in. We'll we'll get you on. Don't worry about that. And the number is 323-927-2906. If you're listening to this at a later time, stay in contact with the show at rfsportsradio.blogspot.com, or you can find us at blogtopradio.com slash rfsports. Uh, But we definitely want to have you guys on and get comments from you as well, too. Let's welcome another caller real quick. We'll get them on real fast and get them get their questions and everything, and then we also get into our pick. And, Rick, you got to really be thanking the Bears, man. Uh, and I will get into that a little bit later. Let's welcome right another on. caller real quick. Uh, caller, you're live on our sports radio show, 8611. What up, Rifleman? Hey, what's going on?
6: <laughs> <laughs> Damn, man.
5: I didn't
1: know you had a
5: radio show. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm,
1: I'm, 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 I must be live on the air right now. Yeah, you live on the air. Hello, are you there? Okay, I think we just lost our caller real quick. Carla, I think I lost you so call back in because I want to get your comments on the on the Cowboys as well, too. But let's get into the picks real fast while we went on the collar to call back in. Uh, and, Rick, now you need to be thanking the Bears big time, man. They saved you this time. <laughs> they saved sound you. Like, they sound saved like
0: you. I done put a foot in it again. No,
1: uh, mean, you went 8-5 you went on the picks. rush, you went 6-7. and seven, And me, I went 7-6. And, and And it the, the looks like the, the, the side effect that had to be the Bears-Bills game. Because I had the Bills. I thought they'd get their first win against the Bears. And it comes around and you get you picked the Bears to win and get the win on that one, man. So congratulations
2: wow. on that. Wow, I um, um, we'll don't
1: do, it. I told y'all from the beginning,
0: I'm gonna be saying this we got the week. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> you know what's funny, Rodney and Rick, y'all pick the Cowboys every week, but you
0: lose every week. if if, if that's the case, you know, then I'm 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 get, I'm playing one in the hole.
1: And I'm still coming out thugging on them. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I lose again. <laughs> let's go. Let's go through some of the scores and some of the highlights from some of the games this weekend. It seems like uh, it seems like there was no there was no interference on the way the Cowboys are dominating the news right now. Uh, but you had the Buccaneers and the Falcons. The Falcons wow. win the game twenty-seven to twenty-one. Uh Rush, you thought the Buccaneers were going to win this game. You actually picked them. You're the only one that picked them uh, to win this game. And Michael Turner had two TDs uh, in this game in a LA late stand to kind of lift the Falcons over the Bucs. Uh, Josh Freeman, the guy you said is growing up becoming a man this year, had 189 yards passing, two touchdowns. Matt Ryan, 235 and one touchdown. And Michael Turner had two touchdowns, 107 yards rushing. So, Michael Turner is still doing it for your fantasy team out there if you got him on that team. Uh, now, we we thought this game would be a real telling game for the NFC South. Now, can we all agree that the ATL is the best team in the NFC South right now? I would say so. I mean, you have the to. Right? No. The record don't lie. You're right about right. that. Now, the Bills, I thought they get their first win this week. They play the Bears. I thought they at least, you know, sack Jay Cutler. 10, 15 times to get, you know, maybe get lucky, get a win. I mean, they played two teams to uh, overtime the last two weeks. I thought they'd get this win. McCullough had two TDs. Uh, He actually had 188 yards passing. He was able to stay upright long enough to throw two touchdowns. They win this game 22 to 19. Uh, Fitzpatrick, I mean, he had almost 300 yards, 299 yards, actually, and uh, one TD. So he was doing his thing, but they couldn't get the they couldn't get the thing done on the ground. They had three turnovers in that game too. And as you all know you can't lose a turnover and win in the NFL. Yeah, the Browns, uh the Browns beat the Patriots. Now this was a surprise game we for all everyone all I think. <laughs> this game was pretty much over in the first quarter. It was ten nothing in the first quarter. Uh seventeen to seven at halftime. And the Browns beat the Patriots thirty four to fourteen. And the story of this game's gotta be Peyton Hillis. And I wanted to ask uh Casey Millen from 1310, the ticket about this, because he went to Arkansas right around the same time when they had Derrick McFadden, Peyton Hillis as a fullback, and Felix Jones in the backfield. Now, they now wow. out of all these backs, we thought that, hey, for sure, Derrick McFadden was going to be that guy, even Felix Jones at one time. But this guy, Peyton Hillis, is having a huge season, man. Guy, he had 29 carries, 184 yards rushing, and two TDs. On the Patriots now, was this? Does this say more about the Patriots as a the team, or more so about the Browns? The, I'm going with the Browns the rest of the year. That's my team.
0: <laughs> <I> <laughs> <say> the surprised.
1: <Browns. laughs>
0: yeah, and and, and I do do get that boy credit. I get the Browns credit for taking advantage of what they saw out there, but. You know, I think the issue that game with was, was the Patriots. I just don't think the Patriots just up for that game or something. That that seemed like a major letdown to me.
1: But it's not I the first sentence It's not the them. first that's been able to score and hang with the Patriots. Uh right. yeah, I remember the Bills uh took them and you know, put up over thirty points on the Patriots too. So I think it's thing right, about their defense. Give
0: the Browns credit and you know, I think they, they beat the Saints this year, didn't they? Or, you know, yeah, they, they beat the Saints. Yeah. You know, the the Browns, you know, I think they take advantage of, you know, the those situations. I think they get
1: up for those games, and I think those guys let down for those games. Yeah. And another story in this game has got to be Colt McCoy to get two wins. You think about his first three games in the NFL, he's played the Steelers, he's played the Saints, and he's played the Patriots, and he's won two out of three. That's pretty impressive. McCoy.
0: Right off, Now, on. he hasn't thrown a
1: touchdown, but he's uh he's had a, he had hundred and seventy four yards passing that game and he did rush for a touchdown. Uh Dry the game bus. Two, he's got his first, yeah, he's got his first one. Now the Lions and the Jets this game was pretty close. It was twenty three to twenty. And it really came down to a, a field goal that uh can had so he kicked the field goal, apparently let him kick because they say he played soccer in high school. Now I don't know how that makes you a, a field goal kicker in the NFL but hey. To each his own But you know He could have made That field goal Might have tied the game They had a chance to win And the Jets got started Real slow in this game But they do win 23-20 to uh, Sanchez had 336 yards uh passing this game It did go into overtime um, And he actually Led the team To come back and, and put them in overtime He threw for one touchdown As well too Matt Stafford Goes out in this game With a separated shoulder After he throws Two touchdowns And 240 yards I don't know what it is about this guy's shoulder, man, but it's like this is his second shoulder uh, this year, and he had it last year, too. What's, what, I mean, what's going on? He done on? hurt
4: both sides.
0: He done hurt both sides, man. I think dude is brittle, man. I'm sorry to hear it for him, but, you know, I hope he's able to, to come back strong and make it, but, you know, right now he's just not holding up. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree That's with good on you on
1: that. Fans give you a chance. Hey, you saw what Sean Hill did when he got in there. He had a career right. day too, so hey, ain't no telling. With our secondary, loans they got Calvin Johnson. They got a, they got a chance to win. <laughs> they got a chance to win, no doubt. Now, this game here is another have overtime to game. Bryson uh, out there. Yeah, this is another overtime game, um, and this is actually uh, this game here actually was one of the games I really watched on Sunday. One of the best games on Sunday. There was the Vikings and the Cardinals. The Vikings pulled it out 27-24. The story of this game has got to be far off. I mean, he comes back with a rally in the fourth. I mean, he throws for 446 yards. And all the seasons he's played, all the games he's played, this is his biggest passing performance to date. And we thought last year he broke all his records, but he had his biggest passing day uh, this year at the age of 41 or 42, wherever he is. And he threw for those for two touchdowns as well, too. So, give it up for Favre having a big game, bringing the game, bringing the team back. But how about Brad Children's comments after the uh Fire after coach. the coach. Well, I mean, what's yeah. the deal with that, Rick? You tell me, man. I mean, how could you say anything like that or try to make a joke like that after he brings you back in the fourth quarter? Fire, fire the coach. You know, that <laughs> was, that, coach was,
0: that was real disrespectful
4: to do.
2: But, you know, it's something going on in Minnesota. It's going to come out at the end of the season. But, you know, that's been a weird situation, even with Randy Moss and them going to get him, uh, DeVos Jackson not playing. You know, there's a lot going on, and
1: I don't look for him to come back next year. Yeah, and you know what, I think I think the owner was ready to fire him, but they lost his game uh, because it, the whole thing with Randy Moss. The owner didn't approve of that. Apparently he came out and made some comments about that as well, too. So I, I think he was ready to get Friday if he lost his game, but then they pull out the win, and Far pulls out another rally. I mean, but I mean, can you imagine that locker room? I mean, just think about it. On Friday, him and Percy Harvin gets into a, a heated argument. Uh, the the week before, the past the, that Monday, they get rid of Randy Moss. He gets he gets put on waivers, and then y'all win a game finally. You go three and five, you win a game, and then now your coach is bashing the quarterback in the press conference. I mean, could you imagine what that locker room and their practice is like for for Minnesota? That's got to be crazy. There's so many players
0: mad at that dude, man. For real, it's, I I would think so. You know, that was I don't know what kind of message he was trying to get across with that. You know, and if you're gonna win, you know the 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 coach and the quarterback. It's got to have a good relationship, especially, especially when the coach has the offensive mindset. You know, it could be a defensive coach, but even still, you know, you got to have a relationship with the coach. But, but Brad, I mean, but uh, uh, Childress, he's a he's an offensive guy. He's got to have a relationship with his quarterback. Period.
1: Yeah, I agree. Well, you know, think about it. He went, he went and got far off last season. This season, the players go get far. Off. You know, so this this team here starts started out for That their their training camp season preseason was just as bad as the Cowboys and they're three and five. And you see what you see what that happened to Wade Wade to get fired and of course Brad Tibbs is gonna be the next coach to probably get fired too, and they both had terrible off season, terrible preseason. So make that a hint to all you coaches out there, if you're looking to be an NFL coach, it starts in the preseason and the off season. So don't forget that. He uh, has to train a role. Wade, Wade gets it because he
0: he gets it because of the way he's not handling players and and, right. and, and children need to get it because of the way he's handling players.
1: There you go, wow. there you go. It's a fine line, it's a thin line, as they say. Now the Saints and the Panthers. I believe mean, we all picked this game right. Saints blow out the Panthers, thirty-four to three. I thought the Panthers would put the least amount of points this 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 week, and they did. And they actually went through three quarterbacks this game. Uh, and it, even though they went through three quarterbacks, they only had a total of under 100 yards passing, which is which is I don't know what you call it. Drew Brees, he rose 253 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, this game was almost over pretty much in the first half. It was 17-3 in the first half, and they never scored again after that first field goal to actually get three points in the first quarter. So the Saints look like they're trying to bounce back or at least get the offense rolling again. He had the Ravens and the Dolphins. I thought this would be a hard-hitting game, and it was. The Ravens win 26-10 to over the Dolphins. Um, and Flacco has another big day, 20 for 27, 266 yards, two TDs. Uh, Henny doesn't throw a touchdown. does go for 231 yards this game as well, too. Uh, Randy Brown gets their touchdown for him. Uh, this Ravens team, I'm picking them to be, do some good things. I mean, you know I'm a huge Cowboy fan, but, I like what the Ravens are doing. I really do. And that defense, you can't – defense wins championships. you got Ray Lewis. Ed Reed had to pick this game. And, you know, we talked about Ed Reed is just the ultimate ball hawk of the NFL. He actually had to pick this game. And I think the Ravens are really looking like the team that I think is really going to be the team to beat, especially in the the, uh, AFC North. So I definitely like the Ravens. You got the Texans and the Chargers. Now, we all picked the Texans to win this game at home. So, I mean, what happened? Are you guys surprised that they lost? Are the Charters really that good? I know Phillip Rivers is having a, what they call MVP year this year, but are the Texans really that bad? Or are the Charters that good? Well, I, I,
0: I, I um, remember I, that was a hard game for me to choose. I started to pick the Chargers, but I you know I went with Houston on that one. But, you know, I it didn't it didn't surprise me at all. You know, I don't think the charge. I think the Chargers have got some good players, you know, and they do this every year. They always start off slow and then end up bouncing back and towards the end of the year you look up and they end up they in AFC championship or
2: something. Well I was because Gates was out and then they apparently somebody stepped up, to take this place. But you know, San Diego is a is a late team. They they got they get on the road the late part of the season. When it does count, you know, it always counts. How you, not how you start, how you finish. So that's, that's that's their reputation. You know, they won eight in a row last year. So I'm that's not right. surprised. We're going to do
0: the same thing with the Cowboys, too. Not how you start, <laughs> it's how you
1: finish. <laughs> 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 well, the like right there. There. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Philip Rivers actually throws for uh, four TDs this game, so his march to the MVP um, MVP of the league is really marching on for real, throwing four touchdowns. So that that's, that was huge right there. Uh, you had the Johnson yeah, Seahawks, yeah. a John team that I we got to see uh, next week. They go forty-one and seven. Uh, they went forty one to seven. They go six and two now. They gotta be one of the top teams to look at in the NFC. I know that are right now the best team in the NFC East right now. And we gotta play this team on Sunday. Uh manage those three touchdowns, two ninety yards passing. Uh they had Whitehurst in for the Seahawks and his uh his first game starting for the Seahawks. He goes hundred and thirteen yards and one T D. Uh, Jacobs had 78 yards rushing. Nakeem Nicks 128 yards uh, receiving. I mean, this offense, is, this offense for the Giants is, is got is huge, man. And they shut out the Seahawks until the fourth quarter. So I mean, we're gonna get into a lot about the Giants and Cowboys on Thursday show. But you guys gotta be impressed by what the Giants did. I know. The Giants did their thing. Go ahead, Roy.
2: Uh, Rick's not surprised, you know, he hates the dance, so I'm not I'm not surprised, but they are the best team in the NFC right now. And I tell you what, if the Cowboys if any game, the Cowboys can turn the season around, it'll be that game.
1: Yeah, we'll, we'll see. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. That's gonna be that'll be the that'll be a good game to turn the season around on because you need some the, divisional wins if you're gonna have any kind of glimmer of hope at all. Uh, but well, the Seattle is terrible, man. The yeah, the Seattle is terrible. The Seattle is terrible. But are they are they worse than the Cowboys? They're four and four. <laughs> no, <laughs> I think the Cowboys
0: are too
1: hot. They're four and four, so you got you can't, All right. I mean, you are what your record say yeah. you are, right? i uh, Coaching finally Chinese, that that Right, coaching yeah. change. Well, we'll see. <laughs> Then you got the Raiders and the Chiefs. I thought it would going to be a tough game, and it was. The Raiders pulled out 23-20. to They're going to overtime this game, too. Uh, I picked the Raiders to win. I was the only one that did that. And I, I told you all the Raiders are going to be a, a team to contend with. Uh, Matt Castle those were two touchdowns, 216 yards passing. Jason Campbell, and his resurgence, continues, 229 yards passing, and one TD, and Darren McFadden, goes for 89 yards rushing, so go Raiders on that one. I knew they were going to win the game. Sp- it was a, a special team's play. helped them out. Oh, it does a every game. Every play. game. Every game. Every game. Yeah, the Eagles and the Coats. I picked the Coats to win. I think we all did. But we already right. we We discounted what Michael Vick brings to that team. He returned to leads the Eagles past paid Manning. Vick looked good, y'all. I mean, you got to say he did. I mean, he we talked about him being possibly a MVP before he got hurt. I mean, he looked really, really good. He's like a different
0: Michael Vick. It's looking scary out there, dog. (laughs) I'm (laughs) telling you, Mike
1: Mike Vick is
0: out there doing his thing, man. You got to give him credit, dog. Cowboys going to have to bring it again, dude.
1: That's going to be something to see right there. Another But, again, we got a whole new season to watch the Cowboys. (laughs) For real. We got a whole new season to watch the Cowboys. Yeah, the Monday well, night games.
2: Say, uh, go ahead, Royce. Let I'm me gonna cut you out. I'm going to say this and I'm going to get off. I'm going to say this and I'm going to get out. You know, Ricky says not how you start, it's how you finish. You remember, kidna yep. didn't finished his career at to 15 <laughs> Don't forget that. Remember? Yeah.
3: He, he, he did
0: that. He did that. He did. Uh, yep. I'm
2: going to leave
1: you guys <laughs> out
3: tonight.
1: Good night, man. <laughs> Now, you had the Monday night game, oh, no. and it was the Steelers and the Bengals. It was 27-21. Bengals actually came back in this game, had a chance to go up. Uh, they get the pass to George Shipley, gets hit. James Harrison hits him, and they, they basically misses the catch. But they had a chance to come back in this game. I don't know what's going on with the Bengals, man. They're 2-6, and six, and they swept this division last year. Uh, but they get beat by the Steelers. Steelers are a great defensive team, as we already know. Roethlisberger throws for 163 yards, one touchdown. Carson Palmer, sometimes it looks like he can't get the ball to receiver. Sometimes it looks like he can. He's getting the ball to T.O. if no one else. T.O. has a huge day, 10 receptions, 141 yards, two touchdowns. And T.O. Is on my fantasy team, Rick. So I almost won wow. my fantasy game. I lost by eight points. I was hoping T.O. Would just catch one more touchdown, another 20-yard pass or something. Man, I was hoping
0: he to do something, man. T.O., that's a good pick to have on your fantasy football team.
1: T.O. has oh, yeah. been out there doing
0: his thing, man. Get that boy credit. He's thing. been out there doing his thing. And it's almost like Ocho Cinco ain't even been there. Mm hmm. I wonder you know, what's going to happen next year. These people better recognize what T.O. brings to the game right now.
1: I'm trying to tell you. I believe you on that. Yeah, we I sure ran a little bit long today. We had some great guests on tonight, man. I wanna thank everyone that came on, all uh, the callers. I wanna thank uh Casey Millen with Sports Radio thirteen ten and ticket for coming on. I wanna thank Gordon Jackson from the Dallas Weekly for coming on as well too. Uh we had a great show. We talked a lot of cowboys. We're gonna to continue to talk cowboys for the rest of the season. Rick, you know I love you when you come on, man. You you're one of the the best callers we get. You got a lot of expertise about the game, so I thank you for coming on big time, man. And next, uh, right on. on our next show on Thursday, we have another huge show. We get into a lot of NBA talk. We'll be joined by uh, Bill Ingram from hoopsworld.com and also a huge contributor to ESPN and beyond talking a lot of NBA talk with us. So don't miss that show on Thursday. Uh, but we ran a little long tonight, so thank you guys for listening live. Always, you can tune into the show at com or find us at blogtalkradio.com slash rf sports. Feel free to send us your emails or rs sports radio at rsportsradio@gmail.com or twittercom dot slash rf sports radio. Stay in contact with the show and find out all the late up to up to the minute, up to the date uh events that we got going on too. So see you guys on Thursday, same time, same channel, nine thirty PM and until then, I guess we got a lot more cowboys to see. We're we'll getting to a lot more Mavericks next on Thursday. we got an interview with Roddy Bubba as well. So we talk to you guys on Thursday. Have a good night. Go Cowboys.